Hello, and welcome to another episode of Young Black Misses. I'm your host, Morgan F., and today I have a special guest with me on the show from Hear Me Finance. Judy is with us on the main event, and I talked with her about how she was able to get out of debt and pretty much spent a whole year without spending, which was really impressive to me. And then we coined the phrase, which you'll hear um, in, in the interview. I was so excited to talk to her because I have been stalking her on social media for like two or three months. And I just finally worked up the courage to slide in them DMs, you know? So I was very awesome. It was very awesome to have her on the show. And as always, you know, let me know if these type of topics interest you. I get feedback sometimes about the show being too long. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm keeping it within like a good 30 minutes. So that you're not like, wow, this is super long. And this intro is getting long. So let's just run into the show. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh, I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. I've introduced this song on this podcast, but it is, it is a sad song to me. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to talk it, but it's special to me because my husband sung it in his vows. Like he sung it to me. I don't think anyone understood. And the song goes, I got paid this week, but my money is already allocated, allocated. I got paid this week, but my money is already allocated. It's allocated. You know, that is what I'm going to shake my curls at. The To me right now, we're heading out on our upcoming trip. Um, and so, yeah, you guys should follow me on my travel blog page so you can see the pictures of that. At Free to Dream Vacay. We could talk about that more later, but follow me on there if you want to see the pictures of uh, of my trip in a couple weeks. Um, but it just feels like I don't have any fun money. <laughs> I did go see a movie this week and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, we get paid this week, so it's fine. Then I was like, dang it, I have like $40 left for the next two weeks. Great. So I've been keeping a money journal of how much I'm spending because I'm doing this money cleanse this, through this book that I'm reading. And the first week, we're just supposed to keep track of what you're spending. So I'm just keeping track of what I'm spending. And I am setting rules to only spend like under $10 a day if I spend anything at all. And I'm usually pretty good at not spending because I just don't want to feel like um, I just don't want to feel like I don't have any cash. And I hate, I hate saying, saying that. And I'm forever shaking my curls at being broke, you know, like not, not, well, not having the funds to do stuff and having to swipe the card. I don't want to swipe the card. If it is on my debit card, I can't go period. So I am definitely shaking my curls at my money already being allocated to other things. And I am working towards having enough fun money to be able to say, hey, let's get some ice cream, which is what we did this week. Um, 
Was that a good decision? Only my wallet will know. So it's just, it's tight, but it's right right now just because of the trip. Well, and other stuff. So yeah, shaking my curls at that. On to the next segment. What you chewing? You right. Hello, welcome to What You Chewing. I was talking to my husband. Okay, so what I have in front of me is, well, I don't even know what I would call this. It's peanut sauce with noodles and veggies. So it's like a pad thai, maybe? Okay. Okay, so a pad thai. So, and it has cashews in it as well. And I'm just going to squeeze a little lime juice on it because I put a lot of sriracha. So I don't want it to be too hot. Okay, so this is how I made. I zoodled some zucchini, and well, I didn't, David did, but <laughs> zoodle, uh, zucchini was zoodled, and and carrots were shredded. Then I used some spaghetti, and I um, put that together with some cashews. So the peanut sauce had peanut butter, soy sauce, honey, Worcestershire, Sriracha. I think that's it. Oh, um, garlic powder and um, ginger. Let me get a full bite. Let me get. I want a nut. David ain't saying nothing, so it must be terrible. Let me see. What I was going to say was what you really get with all of those different ingredients is kind of. A balanced flavor. You get a little bit of the heat. You get a little bit of the sweet. And it's they have some texture in there, and it goes down smoothly as well. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. And then I had to add some warm water to smooth the sauce out because it was super thick, like super thick. Hmm. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm gonna keep eating. On to the next segment. All right, welcome to the main event. I have a special guest with me, Judy from at Hear Me Finance. Say hello, Judy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my name is Judy, and um, so I grew up really poor, and uh, so it took me a long time. Once I actually started working and making money it was very hard for me to learn how to manage that because growing up poor, growing up as a woman of color, I didn't have a lot of ed education around uh, how to manage money and what to do with money. And so I ended up starting on a journey at some point in my 20s when I found myself with um, 11,000 in credit card debt wow. and decided that I need to change this. This is not good. And so um, I started just figure out ways to educate myself on how to budget, how to uh, save, how to pay down debt, what are the tips and tricks. And so um, that was a really powerful journey for me and something that was so uh, exciting to be, a, to be able to experience and to be able to learn about. And so I uh, naturally started talking to all my friends and, and family about money all the time. And right. then I realized that I was kind of bugging them a lot and they didn't always want to hear what I had to say about it. And so I decided that, you know, let me maybe make an outlet for myself where I can 
share the things that I've learned and share the things that are important to my heart out in a different outlet, a different place where people might actually want to hear what I have to say. Not that my family doesn't want to hear what I have to say, but I think sometimes they get sick of hearing me talk. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so basically I started an Instagram um, earlier this year and a friend of mine helped me come up with the slogan, I am woman, hear me finance. So my handle is at hear me finance. And I've used that um, platform to share tips and tricks of different, different things that I use to save money and basically get my cost of living between now me and my husband uh, down so low so that way we are able to save $1, thousands of dollars a month because our bills wow. are so little. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm all about, I had a podcast on here about saving money at the grocery stores. And so I'm all about, my sister asked me today, how much you spend at the grocery store? I'm like, I, I'm curious how much you spend, but you know, we can get into that. So yeah. one of my main things is I, I know that you went through a debt-free, uh, a debt free journey when you got out of debt. So I'm just curious. I know you said you started reading a lot of things. What led you to that? And then what were the steps that you took to really get debt free? Yeah. So I think like most of the journeys that we take in life, there are different phases of that. So my first phase was when I got to that 11,000 in credit card debt. And it was a lot of stuff that was not knowing things in my 20s. And I had moved from LA to Philadelphia uh, right after college. And I was very lonely. And so I would spend uh, money for four different flights each year to come back to LA to visit my family. I would come on my birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and summer for my, my, um, my vacation. And so that right. added up. But and I'm, I don't regret it because I needed that to be able to deal with the loneliness that I was feeling being in a new city. And I ended up having to rack up furniture because I moved to a new city with no furniture, no support, no nothing. And so, you know, it was what it was. And I was young and ate out a lot, would go shopping. But then I got to this point where I maxed out my credit card and realized, wow, this is not, this is not good. There has to be a better way. And so uh, the first thing I did, which I think a lot of people don't always know about, is like, is that you can often go to a bank, especially I went to my local credit union and got a loan that for the amount of my credit card and paid off the credit card. And so the interest rate on that loan was a lot less than what the credit card was charging me. And so that also helped me kind of cut myself off and say, okay, I'm not putting stuff on the credit card anymore. I'm just now focused on spending what I have and then paying off this loan. And so I can't remember it was such a long time ago how long it took me to pay it off, but it wasn't very long. It might've been a year, maybe a little more than that. So that was like my first step. But then interesting, like after that, you know, I thought, oh, I'm good. I have no credit card debt. I just had a small car loan. I had a little bit left in student loans, mm -hmm. but I never quite really save up money. And I actually, about five years ago, maybe it was five and a half years ago now, I went through a period of with some health problems and I had to take some time off of work. Wow. And so during that time, I uh, ran out of money and ended up having to go to back to work before I was really ready to go back to work. And I just had this realization of, I make too much money for this to be an issue. Like I, I shouldn't be running out of money. I should have money saved. This shouldn't be a problem. And that's a privilege to make, you know, what I make, which right. is 
uh, at the time it was in the fifth, like fifth, probably around 57,000 around that point. Oh, yeah, that's pretty, 60. That's yeah. probably pretty good. And, and, uh, well, maybe back then, I know yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> average, but yes. I, I still, man, that's still pretty good money, you know? Yeah. Like so twenty like, thousand or something, you know? Oh yeah. And that's the thing is growing up poor, you end up building this mentality sometimes that, yeah. oh, now I'm rich. I have all this money. Because I had nothing growing up. We were only shopping at thrift stores. We can never treat ourselves to anything. And so now I make $60,000 a year. I have so much money, but then you don't know what to do with that money and how to use it to build your future. And so I took a step back at that point and I started while I was taking my time off and taking care of my health. I got into this blog, Mr. Money Mustache. Oh my goodness. Everyone talks about that (laughs) blog. Holy smokes. Keep going obsessed with him. He is amazing. And I also started following Lauren Singer from uh, Trashes for Tossers. And she's a zero waste uh, Instagrammer and blogger. And so Mm. I started learning about the zero waste movement and the like frugal retire early movement. And putting those two together, I realized that there's a lot of ways that, that corporations trick us into spending money on things that we don't need. And that gets us into this situation in the first place. And so it was really powerful to realize, wait, I need to really look at where, where my money's going. And I have this thing where I, I call it um, unconscious spending, where we're not really thinking, we're just going to Target, we're going to the market, we're going wherever, and we're just spending without thinking, where's this money coming from? What else could this money be going to? Why am I even buying this thing? What kind of value is it really giving to my life? And so this like light switch went on. And so when I went back to work, I decided to take a no spend year. And so I said, you know what, I want to really think about where I'm putting my money. And so to do that, I need to cut myself off from all spending to see what really is important to me. And so I literally spent a whole year where uh, the only thing I bought was a black pair of leggings. (laughs) Um, I did eat out some and I was like, you can spend some money on experiences, but I was still cutting back on that. But I was like, you're not allowed to buy any things. I don't care what it is, how bad you think you need it. (laughs) The only reason why I bought the leggings was because I do do yoga and my other ones got holes in them, so I couldn't wear them anymore. Right. And so I was like, well, I'd like, I'd like to have a pair of leggings so I can keep doing my yoga. <laughs> and so, I, um, but besides wow. that, I didn't buy anything. And that year, I finished paying off my car. I finished paying off my student loans. I started saving um, and actually got a sustain. I can't remember exactly how much at that point, but I got a sustain. I think because shortly after that, I had 20000 saved. Um, And so that was really powerful for me because then I was able to, after that year, reevaluate, okay, what is important to me? And I realized like, it wasn't really that important to me to spend as much on makeup as I was spending. And now I actually hardly ever wear makeup. That just is something that I felt society was telling me I needed to buy and wear to look beautiful. And I decided during that period that I'm beautiful without it and I don't need it. And it's okay if other people decide they want that. That's, but for me, it was something that I was able to cut out. But I also realized I like technology. And so being able to like, I have a Fitbit and I have Alexa speakers. And so like, those are things that I do like spending money on. Mm. But but I also realized I was spending all this money eating out. And I actually love eating out, but don't need to eat out as much as I did at that point. And so now I really limit how much I eat out. So it actually feels more special when I do it. And so really just help me decide, okay, what do I want to spend my money on? 
what do I, what do I don't want, what is not going to bring me the value that I really want and is in, how can I cut that out so I can reach my goals? Because my goals is to have financial security. So if I do get sick again, I can take time off, right? And then also to um, be able to travel. And, and now I do want to retire early. <laughs> so. No, I get, I get that whole, I'm just amazed that you were able to spend a whole year with minimal, yeah. I'm going to say minimal spending. You probably spent a little bit, but like minimal spending. Yeah. That, I do these things, I call them a no-buy, like I'll go mm. a month and I'll just not buy anything or not eat out. And, you know, usually it's maybe like an extra $200 or whatever, but I could just, if I did it for a whole year, like say 2020, yeah. spend, but that's not possible because I know I'm going on trips next year. So I yeah. know I'm spend, but, <laughs> but that was planned in 2019. So does it count? Like, wow, if I, I'd probably try three months of yeah. That's, that is willpower. And I feel like that's one of the things that I've noticed with people that are so serious about their finances that they're, they do some, well, not strange to society, but like what people might think is, are, is strange, but like, that's impressive to me. Cause I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I could do it, but I, if I really put my mind to it, I probably could and just mm-hmm. really stack up. Okay, so I know you mentioned the fire movement. I butchered the fire movement in an explanation of it last time I talked about it in my last episode. So sorry, guys. But Judy, you could probably kind of walk through your thoughts on the fire movement. I know I'm jumping questions. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's all good. Because um, you kind of brought it up. So you yeah, so kind of if if you're able to explain it, you'll probably do it with me, I'm sure. And then I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it, why it's so meaningful in your life and why you want to, you know, follow it. Cause yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm not, I don't know. I'm still unsure. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the fire movement is, it stands for financial independence, retirement early, I believe. And I, I'm not an expert on it myself either, but the way that I understand it is it's this idea that if you can figure out how to keep your cost of living low and your expenses low and save people in this movement generally save 50% or more of their income and then invest it and figure out the smartest ways to invest the majority of what they're saving. Then if you do that for 10 years, then you can actually retire early. Now, what does retire early actually mean? A lot of people who do this still, they still do stuff. More it means you get the freedom to do the things that you want to do with your life. So want to keep working, you can keep working. If you only want to work part-time, you can only work part-time. If you want to not work and travel for a year, you're going to have the money to be able to do that. And so it gives you really control over your lives. And so you don't have to wait till you're 65 to be like, okay, I'm done with the rat race. Now, what am I going to do with my life? And you barely have any money (laughs) to then just, you know, sit around and get really bored in your house and watch TV all day, which is probably what my grandma did when she retired. (laughs) Right. And I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to wait till I'm already older and probably more tired to then enjoy time off. I want to do that when I'm in my forties and fifties, when I actually have the energy and the inspiration and passion, not that you can't when you're older, but I have so much passion now that I want to get to experience that now. I don't have to wait till later to experience it. I want that to be my life, not working the the rat race. So it's just about having freedom. That's it. 
I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying about what society expects us to mm. purchase the makeup thing. I think that's the same thing that we've learned all our lives as Americans. I know I have some international listeners, but either way, um, that, that we've learned all our lives as Americans that you work till you're what, 60, 60, they keep moving that daggone social security yeah. number back. I think it's 67 now or something as oh, wow. 2019, I think. Um, but it's, it's like, I feel like sometimes you, you work to that age, 65 or whatever, and then five years later you die and, and that's it. Cause you work, you know, you worked your yeah. whole life. And then, I mean, unless you're like my grandparents holding out, they, they, ret- my grandfather retired at 40 and he's 80, like half his life. He's not been working wow. <laughs> but because they don't do, he worked for a company that offered him a pension and wow. he still, you know, he still collects that pension to this day. Um, Amazing. And I guess he took the option of retiring early, but anyways, um, it's just like what you were saying is it's, that's just not a thing anymore where we can get a pension. So we have to focus on how to prepare ourselves for retirement and how to, yes. and I love the idea of, of doing this fire movement and saving half, half of my check, yeah. or, you know, or whatever that it seems so ridiculously complicated i had my cousin on um oh, earlier in the year and she said that she does that and i like want to wow. talk to her about um about the fire movie because i think she can set herself up for success she's a nurse you know mm-hmm. she good money i assume and she's like you she's debt free so i'm just like wow and she's working her way through school now and so i just yes. know that she'll probably or not the master's program i know she'll probably be able to do that so it's just super amazing like that movement inspires me like, ugh, I just, I want to get there. I just need to get out of debt. <laughs> and then I, like, I will, I will be able to move forward. Okay. So now I want to know, cause I, when I stalk you on Instagram, you had mentioned that, um, you negotiate, you negotiate to lower things. And I'm like, mm. okay, let's find out these frugal tips that, that will help will help my audience and me personally. So what are some of your like top three frugal living tips? Ooh, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, negotiations is, is a, a great one and one that's really helped me a lot. I think it's just always taking a look at where you're spending your money and how you could be spending it differently. And don't be afraid to ask, like, can you get a deal? Can you get this cheaper? Because often people are just so taboo money is so taboo that people are afraid to even ask so for example like even when i just go to the farmer's market i'm always asking can i get three of these kales for four dollars instead of for six and oftentimes i would say about 80 percent of the time i get the deal that i asked for so you know, people shy away from asking those questions because of that 20% that they're afraid they're going to say no and it's going to feel a little awkward. But the reality is, what about you're going to get that 80% where you're going to save that money? Would you so, recommend this only at like farmer's markets or like where are some places that you, you've negotiated in the past? So I've negotiated down the cost of my phone bill with sure. uh, T-Mobile. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny because I got a phone plan. I switched over to T-Mobile last, um, last May and we got what was the cheapest bill at the time, but then all of a sudden they got a newer plan out and they didn't say, Oh, what, by the way, we have a newer, cheaper plan. So I called them saying, you know, I'm thinking about leaving T-Mobile to go to another service. They're like, Oh, well, let me see what we can do. 
oh, well, we actually have a new plan now that we didn't tell you about that's cheaper. And so, uh, and I've definitely gotten at different times where they were going to charge me for something. And I was like, you didn't tell me you were going to charge me that you can't charge me for that. And then they, mm. they put the, the fee away and they, they excused it. Um, what else? I got a couch recently and it had been on sale and I missed the sale. So I went into the store cause I still wasn't sure if I was going to buy it. Once I saw, I was like, that's my couch. I want that couch. And so I went to the salesman and said, look, it was on sale. I missed the sale. Do you think it's going to go on sale anytime soon? And he was like, actually, it's going to go on sale tomorrow. So I said, can you give me that price today? He's like, you know what? No problem. You can have that price today. And so, you know, a lot of people just come in and just take for granted that the price is the price and not ask, like, is there any chance you could sell this for me cheaper? Even if it hadn't been on sale before, I would have still asked. I love this couch. The price is a little steep for me. Is there anything you can do for me? Can I get it for less? And I would have gotten that same answer. And so even if you don't know if it's been on sale before or with their, whether they're willing to negotiate, it cannot hurt to ask. Like I've wow. negotiated prices at thrift stores. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I'm always like looking to see if there are better deals on my car insurance. So I'm always like calling around to see, is there another car insurance that's cheaper? So I'll call and say, look, this is what my car insurance is doing for me now. Can you give me a better deal? And I just switched recently to Geico. It's not an ad for them, but they just happen to have a cheaper service than Mercury, which I, which I was under for years. And now I'm like, why didn't I call them sooner? <laughs> I paid way too much of my car insurance for years. If I had just called them sooner, I would have been saving hundreds of dollars, probably like a thousand dollars a year. It's like, it was like a drastic change. So I always say, just, it can't hurt to ask. Don't be shy. What's the worst that could happen? They say no and say, oh, okay, great. You either decide then to pay full price or decide not to buy it. But always, right. always ask. Um, Oh, oh, you wanted other tips. Sorry. Yeah. I just got no, so excited about negotiations. No, no, I love it. I, I feel like I'm chicken, but I'm going to try uh, the next time I go, like with that phone bill, that might be a good place to start. Yes. Or even, or even with like internet providers. Yes. Internet providers. If people have cable, though I don't recommend cable because it's super expensive. There's Netflix and other alternatives. But, you know, I know people who have negotiated down their cable bill. Uh, there's a, I read this book, Rich Bitch. I don't know if I can cuss on it. You're good. <laughs> okay. So uh, that was one of the first books that I had read on finance. It really helped me. And she has a whole, uh, I believe there's a whole chapter in there about negotiations and calling. You're your, right. Yeah. I remember reading that. I, yeah. I liked that book too. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm doing it every time. I'm just negotiating right and left, right and left. It, it bugs my husband because he's he has a hard time with conflict. So he um, always gets nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, just calm down, just stay back, just be quiet and let me do the talking. <laughs> and I usually always get my way, but he's sitting in the back behind me sweating. <laughs> it's cute. Um, so yeah, so other tips. Uh, I think it's just really about finding what's in your city that's free to do. That's mm a real key thing for me because there's so many free events or access to free information um, that people don't take the time to dig into because it, it does take time. So you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to sit down on my weekend and I'm going to look up free events in my neighborhood, or I'm going to figure out what resources my library has. 
And so like I found out my library has a free yoga class that I've been to. My library gives me access to read the New York Times online for free anytime I want it. They have, uh, you know, with the Libby app, you can now listen to books on audio and get, uh, check out ebooks for free. So instead of buying the ebooks for Kindle, I still read on my Kindle, but all the books are checked out through the Libby app for free. And then I listen to audiobooks on Libby instead of paying for a membership in Audible. And so if you just do the research, you'll find that there are free, um, there, there are a lot of free resources out there that you can take advantage of. If, if people want to check out my account, they, they'll see a lot more of those. And then I would say like my third biggest tip is to, is to do something that you talked about earlier. And then we talked about my no spend year. Now I know I was very extreme with it and I don't expect everyone to walk away from hearing this conversation to say, I'm not going to spend anything for a year. If you do want to do it, I can say it'll transform your life. It'll be awesome. But of course, not everyone's going to do that. But even if you could start with saying, I'm going to pick one day a week, that's my no spend day. Uh, it's going to be Wednesdays and that day I'm going to bring my lunch and that day I'm going to always plan something in the evening that's either having friends over to play board games or I'm going to go to the park. Or I'm going to do whatever it is that I enjoy doing, but that doesn't cost me money. And then you can expand that. And then after doing it one day a week, you can say, maybe I could take a week without spending or even just two days back to back without spending. And then eventually if you can expand that and then you can find the balance of how often you want to spend a month versus how often you want to save a month. And so that I think would really, if everyone were to take that as a practice, it would really transform their lives. I love that. When we talk, you know, I talked to a financial advisor for like maybe a two month and it was funny because, because um, like I liked what she said, but there was a couple of things that I was unsure of. One of the suggestions that I was uncomfortable with was doing a balance transfer for my credit card, credit card mm. stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. But then you, it was kind of like what you said about, earlier about how you ha went to like a, and had a loan or whatever and paid it off. So it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. But I was just, I was just uncomfortable with the idea of that and everything was kind of based around that. Mm. Um, but like another thing that she was really focused on was an emergency fund. Um, but I, uh, another thing that she was also focused on was doing no spend days. So that really awesome. hits on home for me. Um, and I definitely think, you know, they do no shave November. It might be a no spend November. For yes. Me. I love that. Yeah. Well, you can go ahead and put it on your, your Instagram. Okay, just, thank you. Just, I'm going to take that from you. I'll just credit tag, you. Yeah. I'll say just tag yeah, getting black misses and you know, it'll be yes. all good. Um, <laughs> but oh, I, so I, I feel like the same question is kind of similar about your, like your um, life hacks, but if there's anything different, you can totally let me know. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm curious, is there anything else you want my listeners to know finance wise or anything about your, how to find you that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I think just the biggest thing is that it is okay to have fear around money. Like that's normal. We aren't, most of us are not taught, especially women, especially women of color, have not had the same access to financial education as other people in our society. And the reality is most people, you know, black, white, Latino men, women have not had access to financial education. It's just something that has become taboo and people don't talk about. 
And so when there's something that you don't know a lot about, it's normal to be scared of it. And that's okay. It is totally okay to be scared about uh, messing up with your money, about not knowing how to handle it. It's okay to make mistakes and overspend. You're not alone. Everyone does it at one point or another in their life. The key to dealing with that fear is to take a step back and create a vision for what you want with your life and really put the pieces together of how money is involved in that vision, how money is going to play a role in that and how money is going to help you create that vision and make it actually happen. And so when you have that vision and you're really holding on to it and putting all of your focus into it, it becomes a lot easier to separate and say, okay, my vision is I want to be able to travel and I want to have enough financial security to be able to uh, quit my job if I want to, or to be able to take time off to take care of a sick relative if I need to do that, or to be able to uh, try to start my own business if I want to do that. And so if that's whatever that vision is for you, or if it's just to have enough money to buy a house, start a family, then when you're focused on that vision, it's a lot easier to say, okay, I'm not going to spend money on this thing or these things or eating out these meals because that's going to take away from my vision. And it's a lot easier to find that balance between being able to still treat yourself. I still believe in, I, I eat out, I still buy stuff that I want, but I'm, I do it with balance because I know if, if I don't, if I'm not conscious about the choices that I make and the spending that I do, then I'm not going to be able to have my vision be realized. And so I think that's just the key thing is hold, figure out what vision you have, hold on to it, and then create a budget that aligns with that vision and say, okay, I want to travel, so I'm going to put $200 a month or even $50 a month that's going to go to a travel fund. So that means I can only spend $100 a month eating out because if I mm. don't cut down to $100 eating out, I won't be able to put that $50 towards my spending, for, towards my travel every month. And so that really helps you decide. And, and then it's a lot easier because you're like, you know, it's okay to not eat out today because I know I, in a year, I'm going to be able to take that trip to Italy, right? And so that that makes making those hard decisions a lot easier. So that's, oh, that's it. Well, I love that. I love that. Oh, Judy, it was so awesome talking to you. Yes, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. I really appreciate it. I've never done this before, so. Well, you were great. It was helpful. <laughs> oh, you were great. I think my listeners are going to be like, yes, Morgan. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love talking to Judy. She is super awesome. You can find her Instagram handle in the show notes. So check that out. For the positive tip, what I learned from talking with Judy is that, you know, as she mentioned about things about what society views as something you need, I think that society might view certain things like things that we think will make us happy and maybe this is what I should have shook my curls at houses and cars and purses things of that nature that don't always make us happy when we I feel like for me my happiness will come from feeling like I'm in control of this thing called money 
I love some of the tips she offered about trying free events and using free resources. I am really super serious about potentially, maybe I can't go a whole blessed year, but I'm thinking six months, three months. I can start off with three months, no spending, and then gradually move up to the next six and just see what happens. I'm thinking about doing that in 2020. I did talk with my husband and he said that it was some sounded ambitious, it sounded fun, and that he wanted to try it. Since we are doing a lot of trips next year, two or maybe three trips, I am thinking that we will start in May of a no-spin, but we're going to set rules, um, set certain rules. And we can talk about that more in the upcoming podcast of how I'm going to do that, because I definitely want you know, to be a challenge for all of us to be a part of. And also, I really think that I am going to, and she doesn't know this yet, so when she hears it, I haven't haven't even said this to her, but I really want to link up with Judy again and do something for No Spin November, as we talked about. And she's going to coin it, I'm going to coin it, let's do it. No Spin November, and let's just see what happens. Then it'll be blow it all December on Christmas. No, Um, I I don't think so. It's, it's going to be set a budget and stick to it December um, for Christmas. So those are the things that are kind of in the works of planning. And perhaps after I talk to Judy again, we can, uh, I can do a, another like segment that kind of explains if you want to get involved. And I want to tell you early for the no spend November so that you'll be able to prepare. So just kind of think about it and we all get with her and we'll talk about you know, some of the rules or whatever. So that'd be it. Okay. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, you can find me on social media at on an Instagram and Facebook at Young Black Mrs. Podcast on both on both um, platforms. And if you want to shoot me an email at young black or young black Mrs. Podcast at gmail.com, you can shoot me an email, say hey girl, hey. If you've gotten value out of these podcasts, please share with a friend as that really helps me get my podcast out to people and also ratings and um, and um, what you call it ratings. And if you comment on the rating, like if you leave a review, that's the word I'm looking for. If you leave a review on your, your podcast platform, that really helps me too, to get noticed. And I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, Keep, I'm going to keep doing this bi-weekly. So the next time you're going to hear from me, I'll be on a plane, but you'll hear from me on the 3rd of October. Okay. All right. Until next time. Peace.